six ends remain. Tambellini shoots and scores. It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead. Now here's the picture all America has been waiting for. Now at last it can be told. Now for the first time someone dares tell this different story. You'll be shocked. You'll be thrilled. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll wish you stayed home. When you see Repulsive Pictures' greatest triumph. Grub, the story of food. It took five years to film this moving spectacle. Imagine the stark realism of tons of roast beef consumed by 5,000 extras. See 1,500 screaming babies waiting for their strained spinach. See tons and tons of frozen food. Women fought for. Men died for. Grub. Grub stars Sherman L. Sturdley as Fearless Figlione. Marsha Van Allshot as Luscious Lucretia. Plus Jonas Lattimore as the kindly old grocer. And introduces... Barry Campbell as Figlione's son, Mario, who'll sing his way into your heart. Can't hear me calling now listen to an unforgettable scene from the picture Grub. Figlione has just been refused admittance to the cafeteria by Lucretia. You mean I, I won't have my Grub today? I'm sorry, Figlione. If it were anyone but you. But you've always given me my Grub, Lucretia. How about today, Figlione? You have no ticket. If you were to be challenged in the Grub line and you had no ticket, it would mean instant death. But Lucretia, you don't understand. I must have my grub. Yes, scenes such as this are many in Repulsive Pictures' latest release. Filmed in various shades of gray, be sure and see Grub, the story of food. Produced by the same studio which gave you the moving vehicle, Crosstown Bus. See Grub, the story of food opening soon at your neighborhood theater. Yes, friends. See Grub, and tonight we have a whole mess of Grub for you here on Pandora's Lunchbox. This is not Mike, if you haven't noticed. If you're missing the mellifluent strains of his voice. No, this is David, regular host of the emergency broadcast hour on Thursday afternoons. I am guest hosting Pandora's Lunchbox tonight, as Mike has other obligations for, oh, let's just say another radio station in town. But I'm going to be doing my best to fill his very big shoes. And he's passed along a couple of important news stories that I'd like to share with you as well. So allow me to report the following. 
And I'll remind you, you're listening to Pandora's Lunchbox here on WCBN FM and Arbor Pandora's Lunchbox, the show about food. Now we have this in On the Wires from the Associated Press. The last bottle of Coca-Cola that was available in a returnable 6.5 ounce glass has just rolled off the production line in Winona, Minnesota. The small Coke bottler says it has ended productions of the bottles, which would customers could return to get back a deposit. The bottler had been refilling the returnable bottle since 1932, but says it no longer makes business sense. The last one was said to have been made on Tuesday. With this cessation of the production of returnable Coke bottles, the Coca-Cola company will be joining the ranks of other cola leaders such as Pepsi-Cola, which uh, shut down its production of returnable bottles in the U.S. in the early 2000s. Returnable bottles are still available in Mexico and other countries. But now that Coca-Cola has joined Pepsi, that gives me an opportunity to play a little song by the renowned Calypsonian Lord Invader off of his Calypso in New York compilation. This song, appropriately enough, is entitled Pepsi-Cola. Back with you in a minute on Pandora's Lunchbox. A nice little girlfriend named Flora We went sea bathing in the summer At Jones Beach we had felt like fire And all we was drinking was Pepsi Cola She turned and told me in Vida darling Pepsi is refreshing and satisfying And if you want to sing plenty better Just quench your toast with some Pepsi Cola I met my bet down there bathing. He asked me, Invader, are you drinking? She said, don't you drink strong, Invader? Just quench your toast with some Pepsi Cola. Through the system, Pepsi stimulates. It rejuvenates and recuperates. And whenever you're drinking your liquor, just let your chaser be Pepsi Cola. I asked Flora, did you tell your mother that you're going Jones Beach with Invader? She said, as long as I ain't drink liquor, she know I can't get high drinking Pepsi-Cola. Yes, that was Pepsi-Cola by the marvelous Lord Invader. I neglected to say at the top of the program that we just heard from Bob and Ray, Grub, the story of food. And that's what we're discussing here and every week 
on Pandora's Lunchbox. The story of food. Broadly construed. I have this in also on the wires. Thanks to Mike. That for anybody interested, and I anticipate there are lots of you, this particular weekend, this coming weekend, Saturday, October 13th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., our friends at Downtown Home and Garden at 210 South Ashley will be hosting their fourth annual pickle contest and public tasting. You can enter by Friday, that's tomorrow, October 12th, and show up on Saturday to taste. Check in for some wild concoctions because the pickled people are even more serious than the jammers. The jammers, in this case, are referring to the folks that participated in last week's jam competition. More about that in a moment. First prize of the pickling competition is a five-gallon pickling crock, and second prize is a Forstner chef's knife. Third prize is a stainless steel heavy-duty box grater. The event is free and open to the public. So we have last year's winner, which was the 14-day sweet pickles from and it's Loretta's Mo Better 14-day sweet pickles recipe by Bonnie Very Galvin Hazen, who is Loretta Rawa's grandmother. And you can find that recipe and others on the Downtown Home and Garden website. You just go to downtownhomeandgarden.com slash recipe box dot C-F-M. C as in cat, F as in cat with an F, and M as in cat with an M. And there you'll see also the winning recipes from the annual jam contest, the one that just took place this past weekend. And the 2012 jam contest winner, I can tell you now, was a jam called Malaysian Coconut Snow. That sounds uh, marvelous. Absolutely marvelous. And so find the recipe for that and other jams on the downtown Home and Garden website. Speaking of jam... The man who claimed to have invented jazz music, Jelly Roll Morton, has no shortage of songs incorporating the word jelly in the title. So let's take a moment to reflect on and appreciate last week's winner of the 14th annual jam contest. If it was a man, we could call her, or in this case, we would call him the, uh, the name of this song, Mr. Jelly Lord. Instead, we'll call her Ms. Jelly Lady, which is <laughs> incredibly demeaning. <laughs> so please enjoy Mr. Jelly Lord by Mr. Jelly Roll Morton. Back with you in a moment here on Pandora's Lunchbox.
Yes, that is 1927's Mr. Jelly Lord by Jelly Roll Morton. So, so far we've had, what, uh, Pepsi, Cola, and Jelly? I'd say it's a pretty balanced, pretty balanced diet we're advocating here on Pandora's Lunchbox this week with your host David, sitting in for Mike. And what's next on the docket? Well, let me say we have pickles in there too, so you get your daily vinegar allotment. Oh, and look at this, just coming in over the wire now. We have the uh, the 2012 Nobel Prize in Literature, and it turns out it's been awarded to the Chinese author Mo Yan. Mo Yan is renowned in his own country, despite the fact that his books level serious and harsh social criticism. The Nobel Swedish Academy, the Swedish Academy, I should say, remarked that through a mixture of fantasy and reality, historical and social perspectives, Mo Yan has created a world reminiscent in its complexity of those in the writings of William Faulkner and Gabriel Garcia Marquez, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, at the same time finding a departure point in old Chinese literature and oral tradition. A couple of Mo Yan's novels that have been translated and published in English that you can find at your your local bookstore would that we had more of those here in Ann Arbor you can find uh, his 1987 novel Red Sorghum there's there's a food theme there it seems like and of course his novel The Garlic Ballads was published in English in 1995 That book has been, quote, judged subversive because of its sharp criticism of contemporary Chinese society. So in honor of Mo Yan and of, in particular, the garlic ballads, let's listen to a garlic song. This is, we're going to, we're going to be, I think, uh, getting a little bit louder in here. Going to be listening to some super chunk. Their song Garlic off of their Threes Company Split 7-inch from August 1990. So please enjoy Garlic by Super Chunk, and I'll be back with you here on Pandora's Lunchbox in just a moment. Stay tuned.
What goes in quiet comes out loud. Take that as you will. That was Super Chunk with Garlic here on Pandora's Lunchbox, the show about food. My name again is David sitting in for Mike, trying to fill his shoes. And so to do that, we've laid out a veritable smorgasbord of grub. Yes, grub. Let's take uh, stock again of what we've laid out. We started with, you know, grub broadly construed, thanks to our friends Bob and Ray. Then we had Pepsi-Cola, Coca-Cola, pickles, jelly, jam. Now sorghum, thanks to this latest Nobel Prize for Literature writer Mo Yan. And also garlic, as in the Garlic Ballads, his 1995 publication. We had that backed up by Super Chunk. So we got garlic, we got sorghum, we got soda pop, we got jelly, jam, and pickles. And now why don't we wash it all down with a little bit of sweet berry wine? We opened with one of my favorite comedy duos. Located really right in the, the, the heart of the 20th century. They, they spanned from the 40s through the 80s. Bob and Ray did. And now, for the millennials out there, I want to bring a little bit of Tim and Eric into the mix. Another great comedy duo, although working from somewhat of a different playbook. I'm going to be playing an excerpt from the Married News team. Featuring Dr. Steve Brule talking about a wine tasting where he's enjoying his wine. And then we'll go right in to a little bit of Michael Hurley, who I've just recently discovered and who I'm just uh, delighting in right now. We're going to finish off with a very a complimentary song there called I Like My Wine. That's off of his terrific album, Blueberry Wine. So we've got a lot of berry wines lined up. For the last seven minutes, now six minutes, of Pandora's Lunchbox. And then I expect you'll be staying locked in for our Wolf Arf and face the music. So do stay tuned. It's been my pleasure subbing for Mike this week. And I hope I've whet your appetite for your dinner and anything after that. Stay tuned. Now the only married news team in the Tri-County area, Jan and Wayne Schuyler, with special news correspondent Dr. Steve Brule. I love all kinds of drinks, and especially wine. Well, that makes one of us, because I can't even get near the stuff because of my interior rash. And red wine is the worst for my sores. I didn't know that, Jan. Well? Why didn't you say something when I poured you a glass last night? Because I sit with it. Oh, what a treat. We've got a very special guest. Dr. Steve Brule is up in wine country. He's going to show us a thing or two about the differences between different kinds of wine. Steve? <laughs> hey, Jenny. Hey, Wayne. I don't even like wine. But guess what? You're going to like it. I need some cheese. Steve, what kind of wine is that you're drinking? I can't see, hon. 
Sweet berry wine. <laughs> supposed to spit it out. But no way, Jose, am I spin this stuff out. It tastes like fruit. <laughs> wine was invented by the Romans for orgies. And orgies are not too much fun if no one wants to do with you. Mike, you want to check let's on Steve real wine. quick? Tell him how it tastes, Steve. All right, let's do it. Steve? Steve, are you okay over there? There's all kinds of other wines. Peanut Noir. They got all different kinds, and that's our zero. I'm Dr. Steve Rule for your wine. Come here, Jenny. Jenny. Shorter than the other one That's from walking Around and round the hill Swallow the sea. I can hold my breath and count to a zillion. I can fly. I can stretch and stretch for a million billion miles till I'm the highest man in the world. Yeah, well, I could become a giant robot 
with magic death rays. That's nothing, man. I can't be burnt. Like, I could eat flame and stick my head in an oven and close the door and turn invisible. Hey, will you kids keep it down in there? Your mother's got a splitting headache. And knock off that boasting. If the same old senseless posturing has got you ready to junk your terrarium and start raising sea monkeys, hold the bus. You've got the bragging rights to the best mix of freeform music and public affairs right here on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor, 88.3, Radio Free, no lying. I can speak 12 languages and turn into plastic, man. Well, I could talk to animals and turn into Stretch Armstrong and The Flash. I've seen Star Wars and Planet of the Apes eight trillion times. Yeah, well, I've seen Tatum O'Neill naked. Yeah, well, I could eat 900 boxes of Count Chocula, and my uncle used to host Whopper Room, and he knows Count Chocula, Godzilla, and Bruce Lee personally. I got an iron neck. I thought I told you to turn it, keep it down in there. If I hear one more word, you'll get head cheese for dinner, and I mean it. I can juggle machetes. Man, I ate the brown acid at Woodstock. You liar. Hey, it's WCBN-FM. It's just past 7 o'clock. Time for Face the Music. I've got a a stack of hopelessly outmoded old records. We're going to start in 1923 with Isham Jones and his orchestra. This character came to us out of Ohio. The melody composed by the New Orleans Rhythm Kings is the Farewell Blues. Good evening. <laughs> 